1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It's the call, man, just in that moment. I mean, it's it's not even for myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game. And for it to to happen on a flag change outcome of a game... In um, that moment, I mean, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offensive all sides called. All right, that's the voice of Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, there's so much to discuss and talk about, not just with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and their reactions, but just across the board in the uh, the National Football League this past weekend. Uh, checking in on the show, happy to have him back this year is Dean Blandino, NFL and NCAA. Football rules analyst for Fox Sports, joining us here courtesy of the John Schuster Cold Banker Hotline. First off, Dean, how you been?
3: I'm doing well. I'm uh, happy to catch up again. How you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good, man. Happy holidays. I know that uh, yeah. that uh, it's the holiday season, and and I was trying to get some uh, some stuff done yesterday in terms of grabbing those gifts because I'm always a last minute shopper, Dean. I don't know about you, you're a guy that's busy with with football both at the college level and the NFL level. Are you a last minute uh, gift shopper?
3: Yeah, every year I say I'm not going to be and every year I I fail on that on that goal. So I'm usually last minute and trying to get everything wrapped up and it's a busy time of year. We've got NFL games going on and and uh but I usually do end up having to get some last minute guests.
2: I hear you. Well, let's let's talk some National Football League right now because there's no way we could have foreshadowed this or, or knew that this was going to happen yesterday when we when we booked you last week, but uh, it's almost like perfect timing. But I got to admit, you know, because I think the first time that I've ever talked to you on the airwaves was back at my old stomping ground, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. And uh, because I lived there for five and a half years working. And I was actually I first got there when Andy Reid first got to Kansas City. Uh, So I've been Mm -hmm. around Coach Reid. I'm a big fan of Andy Reid's. I have never heard Andy Reid as dejected. And as upset as he was post-game yesterday, because when I was driving around leaving the gym, I was listening to the radio network and, and heard his interviews with the reporters. I, I just never heard him like that. And then to hear Patrick Mahomes, his reaction, how upset he was about the Kadarius Tony play. There's a few things that I want to talk about specifically with all of this and the way things played out. But before we get to the reactions of both the head coach and the star quarterback, I want to ask you, Kind of take us through, as a rules analyst and a former official, take us through the mechanics of the Tony looking at an official, trying to do the verification about am I, am I lined up properly or improperly. Kind of walk us through all of that, because people need to really know what the facts are behind that, because people are like saying, well, he should have been told this, that, and the other.
3: Sure. And, and so that that happens throughout the game. Typically, that's more for... The alignment where you've got to have a certain amount of players on the line of scrimmage and you can't cover up eligible receivers. So if a receiver is supposed to be on the ball, they'll check with the, with the line of scrimmage official if they're supposed to be off the ball. So, so that's happening throughout the game and you'll have that, that nonverbal communication. But as it pertains to lining up on side, the, the football, the length of the football is the neutral zone and the only player that can be in the neutral zone is the center, the snapper. And everybody else has to be on their side of the ball. And so, you know, I saw some footage where, where Tony kind of looks to the sideline real quick, but, but there's no acknowledgement from the official. I mean, it happened so quickly. And it's the player, ultimately it's the player's responsibility to know that I have to be behind the ball. I can't be over it. And the officials, sometimes if it's close, if it's marginal, they'll go and warn and say to the player, "Hey, you've got to make sure you're 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 onside." But this was not even close, in my opinion. This was clearly offside, and uh, and I think it just you know it's such a big play. It was such an incredible play, and then you get the offensive offside that takes it back. So I think that was part of the frustration that we saw afterward.
2: Yeah, there's no question about it. And I just let me let me just to get some clarity on this. When 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 a a wide receiver or somebody gives that glance to the official, almost kind of like asking, does the official have to make any sort of reaction or do anything? Because to me, and this is just, and I've never played in the National Football League, but I feel like that's just the officials doing a player a solid win. It should be on the player to know what the hell that they're doing and where they're they're lined up.
3: Yeah, ultimately, the official doesn't have to do anything and, and like I said earlier, typically that's on the ball, off the ball, and what the official will do is put their foot down and say, "Here's the line of scrimmage, okay? So this is this is where you either are on or off based on this this point of reference." And that's what the officials will do for the players. And again, but ultimately it's up to the player to understand where they have to be aligned. And the official, you know, a quick a quick peek out to the sideline. You know, isn't enough to buy you out of an obvious foul, and I think that there are situations where the where the official will acknowledge the player and give them a thumbs up or something like that. And if that's the case, then then no flag should be thrown. But ultimately, the player has to know where they where they need to line up.
2: Yeah, we're talking to Dean Plantino, NFL and NCAA football rules analyst for Fox Sports here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Uh, earlier today, I did see a tweet from. Um, uh, Nate Taylor, who uh, covers the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, is one of the beat writers. He said that Andy Reid said in the press conference earlier today that, uh, or uh, meeting with the media, that Kadarius Tony didn't check, did not okay check with down judge Mike Carr to ensure he lined up in the correct spot before committing his offside penalty, so that. That that's a good look for for that particular official. But when I was leaving the gym and I was listening to all of the reaction from both Andy Reid, who I've never heard him like that, nor Patrick Mahomes, and I think that some of it's the buildup with Patrick uh, from the uh, the prior week um, and what oh, occurred God. there. There's there's no question about that. The missed call on uh, on uh, MVS. The bottom line though is, Dean, I, I look at this and I think that all of this talk about the officials. And the focus on the officials, in my opinion, it isn't good for the game. Right? What What do you make of that?
3: It, it isn't good for the game, and I think you're absolutely right. I think when you Andy Reid is is one of my favorite people, not just in the NFL in the world, and 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 Patrick Mahomes is one of the best people. So respectful, you never hear them like this. Never. And I do feel like it was built up from the week before. And and like you said, the, the missed PI with MDS and all of that. And so I think this had been kind of bubbling up and it finally just rose above the surface. And they were frustrated. And I get it. It's emotional and things like that. But it's never a good look for the league when you have one of the best coaches of all time and arguably the best player in the league complaining about the officiating like this. So it's just that kind of... You know, that mutual respect and officials get it. They understand you, you don't last long in officiating without thick skin. So so it's not about the officials, but it does kind of the credibility of the offici- the officiating staff when you have, you know, and that's why you can't have public criticism of the officials. And it may be warranted, but in order to maintain that integrity and the credibility of, of the officiating, you have to just kind of, you know, it's tough sometimes. I get it. You know, I've, I've dealt with coaches where they truly were wronged during the game. And to, to have to hold their tongue is a really tough thing. But it's just part of, and you hit the nail on the head, that, that, that creates an environment around NFL officiating that is negative and, uh and, that, and that's not good for the
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, so, you know, I was listening to the uh, the post-game show uh, with my former co-host there in Kansas City, and one of the points that he made was uh, NFL officials, they should be individuals that are just – that's what they do they shouldn't have you know do these other jobs they should be full-time officials yada 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 all of that the you know the argument you know he was making that argument we've heard that argument before right in terms of the national football league and no doubt yeah and and, and full-time officials and all that stuff whatever because he says if, if we have that then we don't have things play out like maybe last night or the last couple of weeks which my point in my comeback to that would be well hold on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have been in three Super Bowls in the last five years. They've won two out of the last three. I don't think that there's any complaining about full-time officials then. But what do you make of the yeah. point about about the full-time officials? Do you think that we will get to a point where we will have full-time officials? Because we all know that the money is there uh, from the National Football League.
3: Sure. Well, I do think that they are as full-time as they can be during the season. I think it's different. Football's different than other sports, where other sports, basketball, hockey, baseball, there's multiple games each week. Whereas football, you, you have one game per week that you're working. So historically, officials had to have other jobs. I think now... With where the NFL officials are from a compensation standpoint from from technology and everything that they have to do to prepare, they are working a lot during the week. They have zoom calls they're looking at video they're evaluating their previous game they're looking at their upcoming game and they and the two teams that are going to play in that game. So I do you think during the season the officials are as full time as they can be, and I think it's a it's just a people feel like that's going to be a fix all, right? It doesn't matter. Players are full-time. Coaches are full-time. They make mistakes. Calling an official full-time, it's not going to eliminate all mistakes. Now, is there an opportunity for officials to do more things, maybe during the off season, get together more, get on the same page, more consistency? I think, yes, the answer to that is yes. And I think that's a good thing. So I think it's regardless of what you call them, there's always going to be an opportunity for officials to get better, work more get get on the same page more but you're never ever going to eliminate all mistakes it's just the game it happens so fast that's a replay is there hopefully you can correct some of these issues but like you said the chiefs have done really well uh, the last 5 6 years and 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 I don't think there have been a lot of complaints about the officiating with uh with the chiefs you know until recently
2: yeah dean i, I think you're spot on because Regardless of whether people want to accept it or not, I just think that you know when you look at it across the board, I think that regardless of whether you make people quote full-time officials or or whatever, right? I just think that they're always going to be because they're not robots; where they're they're human beings, right? And there's there's going to be calls that fans will love. There'll be calls that fans will hate, and I just think that this cycle of talking about officials and putting the onus on them and putting them in, in the in the crosshairs, I don't think that that's necessarily going away. So, you know, it, no. if, it, if it was up to me, I actually would bump up the pay of officials because all the scrutiny and all of the, the criticism that they get, that's a lot to deal with.
3: It, the scrutiny is at an all-time high, and next year I'll say it's at an all-time high. And the year after that I'll say it's at an all-time high. It just continues to increase. And you think about everything that's riding on these games just – the players, the coaches, the livelihoods there. Then you think about the fans. Then you think about betting. You think about everything else that goes into it. The technology continues to improve where we're evaluating these officials to a standard that is impossible for human beings to to meet when they're talking about officiating the game on the field in real time, getting one look at it. So the scrutiny continues to increase. And I think it's such a hard job and a thankless job at times uh, because regardless of the call, someone's going to be upset. And and, and there are very few professions where that's the case. But the officials, they understand it, they embrace it, and that's part of the challenge.
2: Final thing for you, Dean, and I appreciate your time tonight. What what would you say, in your opinion, is the toughest maybe one or two calls for officials to make on a football field before it gets to replay? What are some of the – is it, the, is it the getting the definitively that second foot in bounds when guys are, are making that sideline catch? Is it the, the possession before, uh, you, know, uh, you know, in terms of completing the catch? What, what would you say are the, are the number one and two calls that you look at and you're like, man, this is, this is a hard one right here?
3: Well, certainly when you think about catch-no-catch, no catch, I think it is the control aspect of it and the time element. And we talked about, you know, it's performing that common to the game. Those types of things, because there is some subjectivity to it. I think when you think about fouls, pass interference, offensive and defensive pass interference are challenging because they happen so fast. It's it, there's a lot of hand fighting right now in the game. There's a lot of receivers that initiate contact, defenders trying to stay in the play. So I think, and we saw that 2019 when we made pass interference, when the league made pass interference reviewable you know that was a challenge and really they never could find that right standard so i think those are those are some of the calls that 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 are challenging for game officials and and again they get the majority of the calls right it's just that we're not going to talk about the the you know the 150 plays where there was no issues with the officiating we're going to talk about the four or five that that there were issues and that's again that's part of the the challenge of, of being a football official
2: Hey, let me, you know what? I, I lied. Let me ask you one last question, and, and I yeah, want to go sure. back. A, I want to go back a, a few weeks to um, a situation that involved our Minnesota Vikings, and it was a play in which Kareem Jackson, who's been a multi-offender, when when, when we're talking yeah. about these head-to-head hits and these these brutal hits, and he's been suspended, you know, uh, for for games he's missed some time this year. My, my question is this: in the college game. We see targeting called, and we see guys get ejected. Now, I'm not dumb enough uh, um, to think that <laughs> that in the National Football League, with the best players on planet Earth, that we're going to start, um, you know, looking at ejecting guys and then, you know, having them sit out a, a first half uh, the following week. But when you have people that are doing things as egregious as Kareem Jackson has, has been doing, how do we how do we shore that up? Do you think because this is these are some of some serious hits there. I know that that one was on a quarterback uh, Joshua Dobbs a couple of weeks ago in that in that Broncos Vikings games. H- how do we get around that? H- how do we advance ourselves at least in a professional game from that perspective?
3: Well, I think the league has looked at it. They haven't gone the college route with the automatic ejection. Certainly the officials have the discretion to eject if it is flagrant. But I think they've looked at the the post-game the discipline, the fines, the suspensions. And when you have a player like Kareem Jackson who has multiple violations, slavery violations in the same season, you see the multiple game suspension, right? He's already been suspended for two games the first time and now four. And he's had a meeting. You meet with the player. You try to make sure you look at the video, make sure that they're kind of understanding what they can and cannot do. And, and what's great about the NFL is we don't see that happen very often. We don't see, those types of hits as much i think that's why i kind of jumped out with with jackson this year because you know the league has done a good job with the rules changes the players and coaches have done a good job adjusting and i think they'll continue to work with the players the discipline the suspensions the fines and uh and you just hope that you don't get those types of hits because obviously player safety is of utmost importance
2: yeah hey Dane, you're the best man i, I truly do appreciate you uh hopping on the show here this evening and uh Happy holidays, man, and uh, let's uh, continue to watch some good football the rest of the way.
3: Same you. Happy holidays, and thanks for having me.
2: All right, take care. That's Dean Blandino. Give him a follow on Twitter as well. He's an outstanding rules analyst. He does a phenomenal job for Fox uh, on Twitter, at Dean Blandino, at Dean Blandino.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?